is Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny on the Revelations Radio Network. Podcasting to you from the sunny forest of Meadowdale, Washington, where today I maybe didn't have to take as much vitamin D as I did. I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And from Cascade Locks, Oregon, where apparently it's always 75 degrees and sunny, I'm Andrew Hoffman. We are having a killer spring. Shout out to James Corbett, starting with some good weather. <laughs> It, this week, man, un- unbelievable. Oh, let's talk more about it. This week is amazing. <laughs> Post a screenshot in the in the in the chat. There is no chat, but whatever. But anyway. No, uh, no chemtrails either today. Oh, I, I actually had no chemtrails up here. This oh. must be on va- must be a vacay. Yeah. So I, I do have uh, a not as happy note, Tim. Oh. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, what, you, yeah. what do you got? So, so you are are in the car business. I am, yes. So what are the odds of uh, people with two, you know, two vehicles in the family, oh. uh, one of them requiring about $2,000 worth of work to get it up and running again, and the other vehicle with the cracked head gasket and Oof. totally shot? It, within a like two week period, what are the odds of that? It's pretty bad. It's pretty low. <laughs> pretty low. Oh, well, it's it happened. You so. should have let me know. We discussed this off air, but I can figure <laughs> I could figure some stuff out. There's uh, I have different connections to things that might help us out. So we'll well, we'll talk about that afterwards. We're yeah, we're we're down to one car. I got the, I, I took it into a mechanic today. Um, normal mechanic and this is i don't know if this is a larger trend or not um it i find it a a little bit interesting so to to get into the normal auto shop uh he's like yeah we can look at it Uh, my next appointment is may 24th yeah yeah so it's crazy. I'm gonna... It's like no one, no one can fix cars, or no one has yeah. cars that need fixing, or I, it, you know. It, 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 yeah, and I, I've talked about this a little bit, and I see it in almost every facet of life. Uh, you know, we've I've said kind of, hey, it's the you know controlled demolition of the U.S. economy, and it's like ah, that guy's just on a podcast. He's just some <laughs> some ADD mentally challenged person from the Northwest. Like who who knows what that guy's talking about. But like I'm in the car business and I'm around the tip of the spear of the U.S. economy has always been cars and and houses. And there are so many weird things going on. And the excuse is like coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. It's like, what? Like, I don't think I talked about it on the show. My dealership, luxury car dealership in Seattle sold more cars last year than they ever sold ever in a year. Hmm. People are spending money on different things. Those things are then coming up short. There's shortages on parts. There's shortages on polyurethane for skateboards. There's shortages on bicycles. There's shortages on all kinds of stuff. That they, these weird There's things. Short, shortages on uh, rhodium that goes in catalytic converters. There. Yep. And there's been a lot of catalytic converter th- uh, theft. Yeah. 
Um, many uh, card manufacturers are, you know, they're short because they had to stop for six weeks, especially the, the worldwide ones. So they're having tr- problems getting inventory. Most of that's fixed, but then there's been such a run on cars that, you know, there's still kind of an inventory issue. And then there's the people who are keeping their cars. They all need them fixed because they're like, I'm not going to get rid of this forever. And so then the 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 uh, the stuff gets backed up. Oh yeah, we can't, you know, we can't, you know, get you in. I think I think it's the same time wait time at my dealership, right around really? the same. Oh. So it's just it's just there's so many weird things out there like that. You just never know. I had a buddy go to order a skateboard recently. He's like, Well, you know about the polyurethane shortage. I'm like, What? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, you can't can't get the skateboard, and then there's a chip shortage, and the chip shortage yeah. has been a little bit more uh, widely recognized, and that is a big deal because all your cars now have pretty substantial computers in them that need chips, and so that it's been a hard time getting chips into cars. So we just maybe we should just not put chips in cars, and just yeah. you know, uh-huh. not put chips in people and. Let's go, just, go uh, back to, what was that? Uh, it's called the 1980s, Andrew. Was it the, was it the Scout? What was the vehicle that, where they made it so that a lot of the parts on the car were all the same? Yeah, International Scout, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Volvo Genius. did that for a long, Volvo did that for a long time, too. Most of those old boxy cars from the 80s and 90s that are Volvos, uh, they were designed, uh, and I know this because I've owned... I don't know, six, maybe eight Volvos, mostly the old ones. But they were actually designed so that you could buy a Volvo, you go down to Gothenburg and buy it, and then you go up to, you know, northern Sweden or whatever. And you're you're in your village and, you know, doing whatever it is you do, eating, I don't know, smoked (laughs) smoked fish and just sitting around in negative, you know, 20 degrees or whatever in the world they're doing up there. But those cars were actually made so that you could take two wrenches outside and almost disassemble the whole car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then get the parts for that car and they would interact with all the other parts. So Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of a cool thing, but uh, they don't make stuff like that anymore. Now it's just uh it's like as complex as they could possibly make it. And then, and it's and it's, I don't even think it's ne- it's like nefarious necessarily. It's just kind of the the way things have become. Everything's so connected, you know. Oh, it's we'll- definitely nefarious. <laughs> Not everything's nefarious. I don't. No, think, it's definitely nefarious. It's all. Do you like, compu- Andrew, computerizing you everything? I, I actually did. Uh, I did sleep well last night. I've, you know, been sleeping a little better. Um, but then the, uh, you know, then I'm re- reading stories about the FDA caught buying and selling uh fresh aborted baby parts and it it kind of turn turns your mood down a little bit turns the mood down yeah gets you a little harshes your mellow a bit right yeah 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 so it's still crazy out there ladies and gentlemen as they can see in their day-to-day life but i would like to just say this because i have no evidence to back it up but i think i'm right uh, I don't think as many people are getting this vaccine as they say are. And I know that we said that last week. And we actually had a listener send in a video. There was an internal video of a medical company that he worked at talking about the vaccine vaccination levels being around, was it 22 or 26%? For inside their company, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I 
I think, and that was in the United States and other places in, in, I think in the world, they were getting a higher rate. Um, but you know, like 80%, I think the American people, I think, like I told you last time on the show, I think we're, they're a weird bunch. They'll put up with a lot, but like, there's a certain like amount of like, you have to go do this that they're just not going to do. I think that, I think we're starting to see some of that. So I don't know. Anyway, moving forward. Um, we're going to do, keep doing this podcast. We're going to keep talking about it. Uh, James Corbett finally kicked off the uh, YouTubes this last his, week. So his main channel. Yeah. So yeah. So, so make the, sure to if you're only on YouTube, which you need to change that, but uh, make sure you're subscribed to his Corbett Report Extras channel because he's still posting there for now. But. Mainly just go to CorbettReport.com and hook up the RSS feeds or. There's so many different ways you can get them, but uh, we definitely, you know, the big shows for us, I think, are uh, Corbett Report, um, the uh, No Agenda Show, and then uh, Nowhere to Run slash Bible Prophecy Talk with Chris White. I think those are kind of our main shows. We recommend everybody go, you know, support those podcasts, do what you can to listen to them, subscribe to them, support them in any way that you possibly can, because that's the type of people that we need to keep talking and and to deconstruct things and to be looking into all this crazy stuff because the, the further we get down this road, the more the podcasts I think are going to be valuable and uh, just got an interesting, you know, place where, you know, podcasts are kind of the last bastion of freedom and it's where people are going anyway. They're not watching television. <laughs> people, nobody's watching cable television anymore. So, Did, you know, I, I have to admit, I kind of believed you know, Alex Jones and James Corbett and lots of people saying, and Chris White saying the Internet's not going to be like this for forever and maybe not for long at all and enjoy it while you got it type thing. And, I, you know, they kick Alex Jones off and it's kind of like, well, yeah, but, you know, he was big, right? So if you're not that big you don't really have to worry about it oh no you have to worry about it and <laughs> it, you know and at first they were using excuses like um giving medical advice when you're not a doctor but now it's like okay uh, you're a doctor but you're not allowed to give your opinion if it contradicts the who or cdc <laughs> yeah. yeah which I sometimes didn't... contradict each other so to answer but, your question i think it would come this fast <laughs> yeah no, I mean, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't think it would come this fast, but I did think that there, you know, the point of everything is to get, is to track and trace and to get complete control of all the movement of every single human being on Earth. That's the goal. Yeah. But we live in an interesting time. We live in a wonderful time. God is still there. Jesus is still alive. He still wins in the end. The, uh, the thing to remember is like, okay, for instance, the United States the most propagandized and apparently the highest percentage of vaccinations worldwide, or the, at least the highest amount total of them. Right. But the, also for, the for childhood. No, I'm talking about for the COVID vaccine. For COVID, oh, as I think far as we, just the total number, just the total well, number of they, COVID vaccinations. I think we have the highest amount. I believe that's true or at least what was true not on a percentage basis just raw numbers yeah just raw numbers okay fair enough so anyway um but we're the most propagandized i think of the in the entire world but it's weird like you look out and you don't see the 
propaganda about getting the vaccine as much overseas, what do you see? People just like getting beat down. Yeah. And arrested for violating COVID restrictions. It, it, the, the, the end game is very transparent outside of this country. But this country is a huge problem. And it's extremely propagandized, which is good for the man or whoever they are in this situation, the new world order, the minions of, of the of the evil one. I mean, I don't know how to who, how to describe them. Uh, friends of Epstein. We'll just call it, hey, friend, the, the friends of Epstein. Um, <laughs> so it's good for friends them. Friends of Epstein, servants of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a new restaurant. They serve pizza. Oh, terrible. Okay. So anyway. Um, they're super propagandized, which is good for the new world order, but like they have guns. We have guns. Yeah. You cannot round us all up and beat us up. And so they have to continue to force the propaganda. And this is going to be a long struggle. I I think that they've underestimated the, the, the anti-vax, even though I hate that term contingent. No, 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 don't hate it. Embrace it. Embrace if it. If I hear one more person saying, well, I'm not anti-vax, but I'm going to pull my hair out. Okay. Like, just be anti-vax. I know. <laughs> Vaccines are terrible. Vaccines are poison. <laughs> Vaccines are eugenics. Like, just be anti-vax. <laughs> I'm pro-life and anti-vax. Those two go together. This is a bad time to talk, tell you about the check I received from Pfizer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah. Like, people... They've underestimated the anti-vax community. They really have. They've underestimated how much people just want to get back to their normal lives. And you're seeing it everywhere. There's rebellion everywhere. There's mask fatigue everywhere. It's just we're fed this crap. Remember, Twitter's an echo chamber. So's Facebook and television and all this stuff. And Biden is a, what is going on with this dude? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. what? <laughs> you're just supposed to think like this. I mean. This is Obama 3.0, right? We had first two, and this is it again. Like we're gonna, we're gonna, we're going straight back to meddle in Ukraine. Perfect. Oh, that's yeah. what we need. That's yeah. what we need. Just where we started the Orange Revolution with Victoria Newland and all the stuff that we covered on this show years ago that in uh, Ukraine. Right back there. Let's start poking Putin. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's and it's and it's that's the, that's going to be the foreign policy decision. So. We're just gonna have to deal with that. Oh, we might, but get 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 this. Good news, Andrew. We might get out of Afghanistan on September 11th. Ooh, September 11th, the 20 year anniversary uh, of the war that never should have been fought in the first place. And it's only the third president in my lifetime who has promised to get out of Afghanistan. Somebody <laughs> at work came up to me today and said, "Oh, isn't that great? What do you think about the troops getting out of Afghanistan?" And I turned and looked him dead in the face and I said, "I am a." military person i'm a veteran i know many military people this is president number three trump obama and biden all promised to get out of afghanistan and now it's 2021 and we're still talking about it i said i'll believe it when i see it no i think it's gonna have biden's gonna do it okay (laughs) whatever you say whatever you say man biden's gonna do it that sounds great i hope you're right I, I would predict they're just going to do the uh, change the classification of the troops. 100%. And, and if you listen closely uh, to the definition, they still get to leave special ops in there. So you leave special ops and civilians in there. So we're still there. 
Yeah, and we're gonna pull contract. out all the troops except for like, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna pull out all the troops except for like the Green Berets and the Navy SEALs and the actual people who are gonna be there maintaining order and you know killing people who get out of line. We're gonna, but but other than that, we're gonna pull all the ground troops. Boots on the ground. Remember boots on the ground. Yeah, Obama. Yeah. Obama's fascination. No boots the on the ground in Syria. Yep. No boots on the ground in yep. Syria. Yep. Yeah. And no, he kept saying boots on the ground everywhere. He's like, we're just doing color revolutions with uh, Hillary Clinton's uh, techno experts, and we're not gonna go invade anything. Yeah. Anyway, there's a long rambly rant, but I think I think they've underestimated well, the American people. I think well, that's. Let's connect want. those things because the military is showing some resistance to this vaccine. So I, I, I'm Hit curious we whether we have well, No, they're saying about 40 percent are are refusing the vaccine of the Marines specifically. I like it. So 40 percent were saying no. Um, so what do you think the outcome is going to be? Are they going to back off or are they going to say, sorry, Marine, it's required now? Yeah, so I have a little bit of standing in this. For those of you who are new to the show, I, I served in the United States Navy from 1999 to 2004. Um, vaccines in the military are weird. For instance, in boot camp, they shoot you with a ton of them. Like, I don't know. I don't want to overestimate, but I don't want to underestimate. I would say 10, 8 to 10 is a good number. And they sometimes stagger them out, but sometimes they don't. But in the beginning, you get a good six or seven when you first get to boot camp. And I did that, and I got the six or seven. And I was the first person in my division of 80-something people that got sick. All my friends were looking at me or my my you know boot camp people, and they were like, look at this wimp. He's sick. I can't believe he actually went. And I had to go get like this thing that says sick in quarters, and it basically just lets me stay in bed. Because you don't want people marching around with a 100-degree fever. So anyway, uh, I was the first one to get sick. But then I got better. And guess what? <laughs> then everybody got sick. Yeah. It was weird. Like, it just hit me harder and then or faster. But then I was able to overcome it faster. But then everybody got sick. And I... I you know, I got to walk around. Oh, what's up, man? Glow, you know, <laughs> oh, you're sick now. What's going on? You must be a wimp. Uh, but a not funny thing happened. Uh, well, shortly after that is uh, a girl in the boot camp division that was next to ours. So an adjoining one, the mili- the men and the women joined for some uh, activities or whatever. And, and by activities, I mean like drills and stuff. But of course, they sleep in separate quarters. Uh, she died. Died from the vaccines. Meningitis. She caught meningitis in week two or three of boot camp and died. So, you know, it just wasn't a great start for me in my adult life with vaccines. So then I keep moving through the world and everything's going great. And then there's all the September 11th stuff happens. And then, <gasps> anthrax. Everybody has to get this anthrax vaccine. And the whole thing about anthrax I'm not even I'm not even a slight conspiracy nut at this point. I I actually I joined the military. I mean, let's, let's, <laughs> so clearly <laughs> so in the military. So so uh, but this but the anthrax thing always bothered me. I just, and it and I can't place it. I really can't. But it was just a, a an uneasy feeling. And so the way it happens in the military is that you have to get everything they tell you. You have to get. That's it. You just go get it. But the anthrax one was weird. Because And I'm thinking that maybe the COVID one is like that, where people are refusing it. I was supposed to get it. You're supposed to get it when deployed. 
But then I experienced a kind of a change of divisions or something happened. But they're like, oh, you should go get it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally should. And then I just never did. So oh, I nice. somehow made it through four years in the middle of the anthrax scare and avoided both. And it was a two-parter, too. It was a two-part uh, vaccine. And I have heard of uh, read stories about people uh, since then who have had some real issues with the anthrax. Oh, no, that that vaccine was terrible. That, that vaccine was uh, just about to be expired and worthless and then conveniently they had the anthrax scare and oh this vaccine that we thought was no good and we probably shouldn't give anyone and there's no reason to give it oh guess what everyone gets it now especially military because military are going to be exposed to the anthrax to uh, to all those anthrax attackers which oh oh wait or dietrich (laughs) well actually that was uh story number four or five and then it may have partially come from fort dietrich but what was done to that anthrax wasn't done at fort dietrich so that's but they ended up pinning it on the guy who uh, quote committed suicide and then just let it drop friends of epstein and co yeah so anyway it, interesting that they they never explained like the you know the letters like well it turned out Allah that the, the letters great. weren't effective <laughs> with the with the anthrax attack like okay so supposedly it's just this nut job in house but was he Islamic was he you know like none of it made any Terrorist, sense it just Andrew, just forget Terrorist. about it just Andrew. forget about it we're Terrorist. just gonna have a twenty year war. Uh, based on this without ever explaining it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that was the beginning of everything. If you look, for those of you who listen to the show, new to the show, old show, it all starts on September 11th, at least for this generation of insanity. Everything yeah. gets into mode. This is our generation's JFK, JFK. assassination. Yeah. yeah. This is, this set so many stone balls rolling, and this is where we are now. So now we're here. And uh, I got a great video this morning. It was sent to me by a loved one, and it's expl- it was like the most like dumbed down. Like this is how mRNA works, and it like explained it all in perfect, succinct, succinct way. Like anybody can understand. And it's basically just it's a messenger that tells your DNA how to fight this thing. And I just wanted to stop the video halfway through and email this person back, and it said and say something to the effect of, "Yeah, that's all great, and now I understand it." If only I trusted a guy who hung out with Jeffrey Epstein six times after he was convicted for child trafficking to edit my genes <laughs> and was okay with injecting aborted fetal cells into my body, then I would totally love this video. But I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so you can take this video and your condescending tone. This is how it works. Look, I'm not dumb. Okay? <laughs> I'm not dumb. And that's, you know, they talk about that on uh, MoFax with Adam Curry and, uh, and MoFax. Yeah. Talked about how they're really pushing it on the black community. Tyler Perry came out. You know, they tried to push Medea. They're trying to get, they're trying to dumb down the, the rhetoric. Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. And then they talk about this, this, this weird gangster slang, which is not like a five-year-old. It sounds more like a black person from the street. And they're explaining, you know, big doctors are explaining how oh, the vaccine that, works. Dumbing that, it down. That clip was so insulting. 
it's condescending to no end. But that, but I got the white dude version clip of that thing today. Like, okay, it maybe it wasn't that. It was so, but it was insulting. It was a horrible clip. But uh, maybe I'll play that clip on the show here at some point. But um, yeah, that that was interesting. So they're just they're they're going at it. This is they're they're full steam ahead. Pfizer, and then hey, guess what? All these vaccines are good, except the Johnson uh, Johnson and Johnson one. Not so good today. Which, which, by the way, people, does not mean that the Johnson and Johnson one is actually good. (laughs) Oh, is this the is this the great the great Putin debacle? Putin doesn't like America, so therefore Putin good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like this is not. There are no good guys. There are no. There is no good big pharma. There's no good vaccine maker. Yeah. There is no good coronavirus vaccine. I don't care what they're telling us. I don't. They haven't been able to make it, and they've been dying to. They've been dying to make something for the common cold for the last hundred years, and they couldn't. And now all of a sudden they have. Oh, it was hundreds of years. This video is so bad. I will not put it in the show notes. <laughs> so, so don't go to the website well, looking for this video. So I, I won't read the the whole article. Let's hit, hit me with that. Uh, Let's do this. But this comes from All Israel News. Pfizer demands Israel's payment for more vaccines, threatens to send Jewish state to the back of the line. Oof. And they must wear back a gold star. Back of the star. bus for you. Oh, no. no. Put, on, put on a gold star. Get the uh, back of the bus, Israel. Plus, doctors demand Israel refrain from vaccine children, and one of them gets called to a hearing, yada, yada, yada. Okay. From frozen shipments of millions more vaccines to lawsuits demanding the freezing of vaccines in the green passport in israel and despite 90 percent of the eligible population being vaccinated 90 percent are vaccinated and that's not enough it appears covid controversies are making their way back into the headlines in the jewish state while anything covid and vaccine related took a hiatus from the news due to elections the Prime Minister's trial and a general reopening of the economy instead dominated the headlines. Things are ramping up again. In perhaps the most dramatic news of the week, members of the Public Emergency Council for the Corona Crisis and other organizations filed a lawsuit in Israel's Supreme Court against the Green Passport, calling it coercive and predatory and is contrary to human right, privacy, autonomy, and dignity. Obviously. Uh, the honeymoon period for Israel and Pfizer also appeared to come to an end when Israel's cabinet failed to approve a $2 billion payment for a new order of vaccinations. All right. So they... One thing on that... Uh, so the the green passport is their vaccine passport? Because mm. they're, they're actually doing it. So uh, just a fine print in there. They're saying, oh, you got you got the vaccine? Great, great. Here's your passport. Oh, uh, now you're due for a booster. Like in New York, it's like six months. Like your your vaccine passport's only good for six months. Then you got to have a booster. Oh, otherwise, yeah. it, to keep it. But they, they say in there, if you've got uh, a child who's eligible for the vaccine, which guaranteed they're going to make all the children eligible for the vaccine and you don't have them take it they'll take take away your vaccine passport so so, so these are so let's say you're a business guy and you're like oh man i i gotta travel for my job 
okay, fine, give me the vaccine. And you survive it for a while or whatever. You get your passport. They'll take it away for not forcing your kid to get it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and that actually was covered a little bit on Noah Dennis' show today. They talked about IBM uh, forcing their employees to get the vaccine and also their entire family. Their kid, wife and kids had to get the vaccine in order for them to come back to work on campus. So do you have the choice of not coming back to work on campus? I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh goodness. Stop it. stop it. Oh, it jumps the spot. Did you hear any of that? Not much since you said you were going to stop it. Okay, good. Well, I need to, uh, I wasn't trying to play that, so I wasn't trying to share that with you. But uh, I just wanted to find the, there's, these are the clips, but I wanted to find the notes in the show. But anyway, yeah, they're saying that, not only that, but uh, Pfizer is requesting uh, permission to vaccinate children. So, oh no, they're doing vaccine trials. I'm seeing. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick. IBM Kids. So, speaking with a client yesterday, who informed me his employer. Uh, IBM has issued a mandate that no one is allowed to return to the office if that employee and the employee's children are not vaccinated. Those are their school age attending school, but shocking nonetheless. We've been locked down for another four weeks here in Ontario. So this is uh, IBM in Canada. And uh, he had some good, he had some other good notes from uh, listeners to the No Agenda podcast. Uh, I'm in an interesting turn of events. We cannot give away vaccines now. We have <laughs> vaccine distribution person calling pharmacies asking if they want more vaccines. It went from pharmacies calling and begging us. Now it's the opposite and no one wants it. It's hilarious. Yeah, no one wants it. However, the last time they asked me if I was able to get mine, I said, I'm waiting till those that need a vaccine can get theirs first. Now I'm worried they're going to ask me if I want one and I'll have to lie and say, don't you remember if you already gave me one? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a note from the No Agenda show to the... Anyway, so... Uh, but they are trying to get uh, vaccines out to the kids. So I think it's 18 and up here in Washington State now, but they're trying to get people to push for 16 and up. Pfizer's asking to do 12 no, and up. No, Pfizer's approved for 16 and up. But they're trying. And, they're going for twelve and up. I think. Oh, they're going. They're doing trials on little kids. They've already killed some kids in the oh, trials. Okay. Um, let me. Yeah, you. Yeah, and the the sick parents. This is another. You know, you're a bad parent if if you volunteer your child for a COVID vaccine trial. You're a bad parent. That's uh, Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom for the day. Yeah. And it's irritating me that I can't find. Oh, I can't find. You want the story? You want the KP's tweet? Kelly's tweet? I got it. Yeah. You have to click on Twitter because it won't pop up otherwise. All right. So this is a social media post has pictures in there. Um, oh, Maddie was admitted to the hospital again on Friday. I'm not sure how long we will be here. She has significantly declined since she was 
discharged in March and unable to eat without regurgitating her food. This caused her blood sugar to drop to 47, and she lost about 15 pounds in a month. Her blood sugar is stable, and for now she has to be fed through an NG tube in which she is having a hard time with. Okay, more problems with that. Um, She's 12. Her parents signed her up for a trial of the vax for young people, and she got the vaccine. She's been hospitalized for a week plus, then was released, and now is hospitalized again with worsening symptoms. Don't do this to your kid. We have immune systems for a reason. 99% survival rate. She's literally paralyzed and on a feeding tube. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Oh, where's the other one? Just got off the phone from a tearful phone call from a dear friend that lost her two-year-old niece after she received the Moderna vaccine hours prior to developing blood clots all over her tiny body. She died. She mattered. She was newly two. I'm not anti-vax. I'm really not. I'm anti-human experiment, anti-mandatory vaccine. There's no such thing as an innocent child dying for the greater good, so don't try that on me. This is... Yeah. That's brutal. And then the... um, We... This... For the same two-year-old kid that died, we appreciate the concern and the willingness to reach out so quickly. The immediate family of the little girl believes their child to be a health hero and are proud of her martyrdom. They do not blame the child. They feel like it is their contribution to science and they do not plan to pursue any action. Well, that's good because you can't anyway. I'm sure you signed the waiver. Uh, Neither now nor in the future. The family member that spoke out shared to bring awareness and has been repeatedly threatened by their family over their vaccine-free stance and to further pursue this story would throw the family and unvaccinated children of a long-time health... Okay, yada, yada, yada. They didn't write that. They didn't write that. No, they didn't. Somebody else wrote that. That's The drug company wrote that. So the... um, that doesn't sound like anybody close to the family. No, that's that's baloney. That's a PR yeah. person. Well, I don't know. I mean, how how brainwashed do you have to be to volunteer your two-year-old to this thing? Can you imagine that? No, I can't. I can't. I don't know how it, I don't know how it works. I bet. I think. I think. I. But I think they're finding out real fast that they it was. <laughs> it's not going to go quite as awesome as they thought it was going to go. Yeah, are they just going to say blood blood clots all over a two-year-old's body is normal now and that's nothing to do with the vaccine? Uh, it's just, well, okay, in this, this article, um, I've, got a, I've got a theory. So this is, uh, comes from Yahoo. Like, Yahoo is the king of, uh, like, surface level just cheap propaganda stories know, from you, all over you and james corbett both love some yahoo like yeah james also loves it like just like and look what i saw on yahoo <laughs> <laughs> no it is it is the sickest of the sick <laughs> I, I i i disagree with you guys i think msn far and away worse but anyway. I, I well i I never have a reason to look at MSN though, so oh. this is 
this is where this is as far down as I can handle. Okay, You're so okay in life, then. Tell me if uh, if you've ever heard of this uh, syndrome in your life before right now. My healthy sister just never woke up. The reality of sudden adult death and how to protect yourself. <laughs> Patrick Mead had just finished his breakfast one Sunday morning in October 2019 when he noticed his sister Lauren hadn't yet left her bedroom. The siblings worked together at a restaurant near their family home in from Somerset. They had a shift that morning and Lauren was going to be late. Their mother walked upstairs to check on Lauren and that was at the point where their world just stopped. Lauren, the seemingly healthy 19-year-old with whom Patrick used to gossip every afternoon after school, had died in her sleep. Her parents laid her on the bedroom floor and gave her CPR. In a recording of the 999 call made that morning, Patrick's mother can be heard sobbing on the phone telling the operator, she's blue, she's gone. The family did not know it yet, but Lauren had fallen victim to sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, sometimes known as sudden adult death syndrome, or SADS. It is a poorly understood condition, I'll say, in which a person dies from unexplained cardiac arrest where no cause can be found at post-mortem. It kills upward of 500 people in the UK each year, most of whom appear outwardly healthy. It is far more likely to affect those aged below 35 for whom it is the third highest cause of death behind suicide and road accidents. Athletes are at particular risk. It is different to a heart attack, which occurs when an artery is blocked and usually affects middle-aged or elderly people, yada, yada, yada. Have you ever heard of SADS? No. I don't think I had either before I saw this article. No, I mean, so I'm, sins, I'm thinking... So now this is SADS. I'm thinking, right. So SIDS is a, a made-up syndrome to cover up like why your baby's brain swelled up after giving vaccinations... And so they can say, oh, Sid's death, uh, you probably let him sleep on their stomach instead yeah. of um, and, and it, it instead just, of the obvious culprit, which is the it, vaccine. It, can I interrupt just for a brief yeah. moment, just because I'm, I'm in that world right now. I live in that world, which is everything that my daughter could or may ever fall asleep on says, don't let your child fall asleep here. Sid's right. death. Like it's like a like, oh, just put the. Just put this little uh, put the put the cover over the mattress for the crib, but don't leave the cover with other covers because they will die. It's like, oh, okay, oh, okay. It's like here's this cute pillow for the for the kid that you can put them put them in so they don't roll off the couch. But don't let them sleep in it because they'll die. It's like okay, so yeah. apparently everything in the world, like especially soft pillows and pillowcases and yeah, beds and mattresses, all that totally causes SIDS. Yeah. So. You're, you're just, supposed to lay them in there, just a mattress, no pillows, um, you know, minimal blankets and stuff. It's just, I mean, I, I, I put her outside on a two by four usually just, just to make sure she can't roll off and, you know, choke and in, in, from SIDS or anything. Yeah. yeah. So this, uh, <laughs> <He> said, yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, I was I was trans I was reading at the same time. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Somebody out there laughed. Of course, she sleeps in a normal bed, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, go ahead. No, I was I was just saying, 19 years old. I don't know. Was she getting? Did she get some extra vaccines before going to college? Or you? I mean, bro, you you talked about this last week. 
Yeah. This is the same story. You had a 19 year old die of what again? In last well, last week. It was last week. It wasn't that long ago. Literally last week. Yeah, we've got the 27 year old uh, doctor. Uh, yeah. diagnosed with guy. Teen diagnosed with Guillain Barr weeks after COVID vaccination. Children's right. health. That 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 kid, healthy high school kid, you know now, Guillain Barr, and they're not even willing to admit that that's what's causing it. And uh, did you see that? Doctor, I think Illinois is where he's from. The guy looked like a athlete. Yeah. Full on athlete, you know, clearly no, you know, lack of exercise, clearly not obese. Right. Um, dead at 27, post COVID, you know, had the COVID vax. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I remember the, the story now. And they're, they're just not going to admit it. And so now we're, we're going to have this new syndrome. 27-year-old of, Chicago resident doctor dead three months after Pfizer mRNA shot. We repeat this in almost every article. Pfizer has 22 active clinical trials for experimental COVID vaccine mRNA shot. According to clinicaltrials.gov, Moderna has 16 active trials. Dr. Joshua Henry was a resident doctor in the PG1Y program. Uh, at Humboldt Park in Chicago. According to his Facebook page, he was among the first Chicago residents to get his first dose of the experimental vaccine on December 15th. The surreal, creepy video of the event features a presenter calling the shots recipients the lucky ones, followed by rounds (laughs) of applause after each shot. You want to play some of that? I guess I could. Do, 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 do. Right now, we want to go live to Chicago. Can you hear it? Hey, and that's MSNBC, your favorite yeah. news source. I told you. <laughs> MS, MSN, not MSNBC. MSN, oh, okay. the website. It still yeah. exists. I know it's hard to believe. You can hear it, right? Yep. Because at Loretto Hospital, the first vaccines in the city are set to be administered. I'm uh, told that uh, the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, is there. Can we listen for just a second? Each vaccine dose includes both uh, a very uh, carefully measured amount of vaccine mixed with um, something to dilute the vaccine. You might have heard that this vaccine uh, is stored in ultra cold temperatures, but it is brought all the way up to room temperature before it is going into anybody's. I'm going to skip ahead to his part. Okay. 43,000, the highest per capita county care work. Trib says that they're reserved the initial ones for health care workers in 50 counties that have seen the highest per capita death rates. From, I don't know about you. I was watching now and brilliant people. Hey there. I'm Chris anyway, from I guess there's no photo of actually him being, getting the vaccine, but I guess he was one of those people there who did. So there you go posted about it on social media, uh, received a second shot on January 6th, and then posted that day, honored to be a part of administering the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine to the first five recipients in Chicago. While I understand the hesitancy of many regarding the vaccine, I'd like to encourage all those who qualify to be vaccinated. Initially, I was also hesitant, but was reassured with some research and clarifying my doubt through reading. No, No citations. Uh, many of my colleagues likely, likewise have received the vaccine and have not experienced any severe side effects. I have received the vaccine myself and only experienced shoulder soreness thus far. I do believe that the benefits of this vaccine certainly outweigh the risks given its low side effect profile. 
be safe, everyone, and continue to practice social distancing. Uh, written himself or just, like, here, post this on social media? Uh, could I, be either. I think I think written himself. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a bright guy. But coach, but a resident. Like, no one is more propagandized than doctors. Yeah, we talked this about is, this several times. You know, yeah. Yeah. Residents, especially resident doctors, they're just getting well. He, he's in the midst of it, right? I mean, that's yep. <clears throat> and he's and he's dead. Just uh, no, nothing to do with the vaccine, though. Just healthy twenty-seven-year-olds die out of nowhere all the time. So. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's all, and yes, that was the Pfizer, okay? It's not just the Johnson & Johnson, and it's, it's not six people got blood clots. No. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's oh. the official story. Yeah. I love how they get people to think outside the box on certain stuff. They're like, the Johnson & Johnson one's bad, and then some people are like, well, it's not that bad. I think Pfizer and Moderna are going after them, just trying to get it because they don't want the competition. It's like, wait, you can think that deeply on that, but like, now you're gonna say now you think that the now you think now you're saying you think Johnson and Johnson is good? These are the same people who put asbestos in baby powder. Yeah. Like that's good. That's cool. It's like it's like Monsanto. Would you would you trust Monsanto to edit your genes? Uh, no. How about for your food? I mean, yeah. No. Every every company um that's got a, a emergency use authorized vaccine out there right now has either never uh, never brought a vaccine to market and gotten one FDA approved before uh, that's both Moderna and uh, Johnson & Johnson or is a serial felon and that's Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson <laughs> they're both they're both serial felons and uh, never brought a vaccine that, that got approved to the market. And it's just like, oh no, you're you're crazy if you doubt them. I mean, people would lie for $39 billion? No. <laughs> it's just so strange. Like, it just, I don't know. People, so, so are you still getting the bold face? You get your vaccine yet? You still get, you getting that, or you you not out? You don't get out enough, do you? Not enough people talking to you. It's still it's still out there. Just the <laughs> what? Hi, I'm 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 doing fine. No, I, I what? Nope, never got sick. Haven't been sick. Yeah. Don't don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Thomas, you know Thomas Massey, the congressman. It's the Some libertarian. S- Sounds super familiar. I'm sorry. Kind of like, well, he's kind of, he's from, uh, I think, Kentucky. Well, no, I'm going to get the state wrong. I think, like, rural part of Michigan, maybe? Anyway. Okay, fair enough. So, he's kind of like the new, but not nearly as good version of Ron Paul in Congress. I like that review. Yeah. So, he... uh, is arguing like, hey, why do we have to wear face mask in Congress? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we're all we've all been either vaccinated or had coronavirus. Like, right. there's no risk. Like, they'll just take off these stupid masks because it's all for show. Because it it's is all, all for show. Uh, all for show, and he's right. But he's still wearing the stupid mask. Take the thing off, man. You gotta. It's a bi- it's a biosecurity state. Like, we are living in the new spine. biosecurity state. But this is it. And anyway, I was I was responding to your question in a in a roundabout way. So I posted the comment like, I don't care what the creatures in DC do. I won't be wearing the stupid mask or getting the vaccine. There you go. And I got a reply from a one of the masked photo people. He looked like he w- weighed uh, definitely over three hundred. Um, you know, masked photo, and he said, oh, oh, what was it like? I wonder how many, I hope you're proud, I wonder how many people you're infected, or you've infected. <laughs> and so I said, um, millions of them, and all without catching coronavirus myself. It's amazing. You know, <laughs> so... That is out there. There's just like the if you're not wearing a mask, you're just you're just spewing disease. There's no there's no critical thinking, man. There's no critical thinking. That's the that's the biggest problem right now. If this whole deal is if you're not sick, you can't spread a a disease. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's been there's been no proof of asymptomatic spread at all. And we've talked about it on this show a bunch of times. It, it it has basically been admitted to, you know, you can't spread it at the surface. You can't spread it if you're asymptomatic. And yet it's still just this ongoing, um, I don't know, just propaganda trick of, oh, yeah, asymptomatic spread is a real big problem. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like, uh, looks like I mean, Obviously, you and I aren't doctors. We're not giving medical advice, but there's a lot of blood clot issues. And I mean, I don't understand how they're keeping the lid on the cardiac arrest numbers. They're, 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 everybody is having heart problems from this thing. This thing attacks all the spiky proteins, including the ones in your heart. Bonus! Like, do your heart. <laughs> your heart. Yeah, kind of important. Like, like if, if I asked my four-year-old son what the most important part of his body is, he's probably going to get it right. Your heart. Well, I'd say your brain, but heart's the closest. No, I know. But that that comes with later understanding. The yeah. very basic nature of, like, my four-year-old, he probably still thinks it's the heart, right? Like, you, you come to understand, like, it's the brain, and that's where the spirit of the soul can reside or whatever. You know, you start thinking about all that stuff when you get older. But as a kid, it's like, boom, your heart. That's it. You, you don't have a heart, you die. That's it. So, and that's true. If you don't have a heart, you die. So let's uh, Speaking remember. of that, uh, you know, before oh. today, mm-hmm. were you aware that Mike Pence had heart issues? Has, it, has there ever been a news story like Mike Pence, you know, serious heart issues? I don't think I've seen it. So uh, breaking, Mike Pence undergoes pacemaker surgery. Mike Pence has had a pacemaker implanted during a procedure in Indiana, the VP's office announced Thursday. I'm grateful for the swift professionalism and care of the outstanding doctors, nurses, and staff at Innova Heart and Vascular Institute, the ex-VEEPs said in the statement. 
Over the past two weeks, the former vice president experienced symptoms associated with a slow heart rate, and upon consultation with his doctors, underwent a procedure yesterday at Inova Fairfax Medical Campus in Falls Church, Virginia, to implant the pacemaker. His office said the surgery was successful, and he is expected to fully recover and return to normal activity in the coming days. Totally normal to get a pacemaker put in. Yeah, just totally normal. No, no reason given. No, just nothing to do with the vaccine. And it's probably due for the second dose. I don't know, about a month ago. I've, yeah, I've had a family member, obviously, I think I've mentioned it, uh, got the uh, vaccine and needed a pacemaker put in. Yeah. But in the last, I mean, this has all happened since January. I mean, this, this is it's halfway through April right now. We're only in the fourth month of the year. And this has all happened in the first four months of this year. The stuff we're talking about here—that's the vaccine to the to the cardiac arrest to the to the to the pacemaker to the—it's just—it's just—it's just crazy. It's just uh, crazy. A, a friend of mine told me, he's, "It's like you know, I knew a bunch of people that got uh, coronavirus. All of them were fine, including one, you know, kind of old fat farmer guy who was." the ultimate version of someone at risk. But he said it, a bunch of people, they they got the coronavirus. They were all hanging out together, you know, family poker games and stuff. And they just decided, oh, one person get it. Let's just all get it. They all get it. They're all fine. And then they decide to go get the vaccine yeah, I mean, after, they so, are, so, after they so already so had thinking. it. And, so they, so and this is like seven people seriously ill with the vaccine after taking the vaccine and it's like well yeah it's a it's a it's even more dangerous if you've had coronavirus to take the vaccine yes yes i don't want to get too dark on this show i'm always trying to at least be positive and i want this show to be a positive thing where people can come and say hey there's people that think like me or that's a little bit different but (laughs) you know just 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 be able to you know, to have a, a place where we can kind of talk about these things. But I, I I still think the ultimate risk to coronavirus is the main reason that they've killed off all the, all the animals in the animal trials, all the ferrets, all the mm-hmm. mink, all these different animals that they, that they tried this with. Uh, they would get a little bit sick. They got the coronavirus vaccine and then they would be fine. And then the next year when they encountered the coronavirus, they would die. Yeah. Or, or even similar viruses, right? Yeah. Which coronaviruses, common cold people, you're going to expose, you know, as much as the media is going to blame it on the unvaxxed people, which is they coming. Will. Prepare yourself. Yeah. It's coming. That's it's coming. coming. But you're, that number is too is, big right now. They're going to have to do something else. It's going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. But we just got to continue to resist, people. We just have to continue to resist. This Now is the time. This yeah. is it. Now this is the time. This is not, uh, let's figure out a way to counterfeit a vaccine passport. Let's fight and refuse the vaccine passports. Yep. Yep. It's, that is. I mean, it really is over. If, if, if they get it to the point where, uh, you know, they're restricting travel between, <laughs> between states and requiring you to have it for your job. I mean, it's, we're, we're going to have to go full underground at that point. But yeah. Speaking of going full underground, uh, Grace Life Church from Canada 
the one we've talked about this church that was the same one that had the uh, pastor that got arrested back in February up in Alberta. Yes. Grace Life has been the first underground church in Canada as has become the first underground church in Canada as hundreds of cops continue to guard their building. John MacArthur said they are meeting somewhere. We don't know where. <laughs> I've worked with my fair share of underground churches in totalitarian nations, and I never thought Canada would be one of them. Grace Life Church in Alberta had their pastor, James Coates, imprisoned for a month last, excuse me, imprisoned for a month. Last week, their building was raided and fenced. A fence was constructed around the building. It is now guarded by scores of police. Authorities sent over 200 cops to keep worshipers from building this Sunday. Uh, worshippers from the building this Sunday. Did you see that video, by the way? Um, I didn't watch that. I, I see it there. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, 200. Well, wow. Wow. 200 I, I mean, I see. Yeah. I don't know if it's 200, but there's a lot. Uh, yeah. There were already a dozen of police on the scene. Busloads of riot police were sent in after a convoy of angry Canadians, not the church members, arrived and tried to tear down the fencing. Well-known Pastor John MacArthur shared this update about the church, confirming that they will continue to exercise religious liberty and stand against the abuses of power in Canada by worshiping together at an undisclosed location. This morning, Grace Life Church up in Alberta in Canada is meeting somewhere. We don't know where. James Coates said at this point, it's not for the public to know. It's amazing to think that there's an underground church in Canada. This is because the government of Alberta triple fenced the church in and locked the people out so they couldn't go there. I think the latest statistics I've seen are that 2,000 people have died throughout the months of COVID, 80% of them in senior homes. The remaining ones had some kind of comorbidity out of the millions of people who live in Alberta. So there's no legitimate reason that they should not be in their church at this point. But they did. And this is the first for the Western world to have the government lock out believers from church. And that after imprisoning James Coates, who's a graduate of the Master's Seminary and Maximum Security Prison. They led him away in chains, and he was up there for about 35 days. Many of you may have been praying for Grace Life Church, and the scene is changing. There's a massive outcry against the federal government for doing this. I'm praying alone with, or I'm praying along with you, and that will draw attention to the church and to him and to the gospel. And it's already beginning to do that. Grace Life Church is the first, but is surely not the last church in North America that has been forced underground. Here are part of the statements that the church posted. The closing of uh, Grace Life facility has. Uh, what's up? Well, the only reason that they're able to send 200 cops is that the other churches in Canada aren't meeting, right? The yeah. other churches in Alberta aren't meeting. If you'd, all we got to do is go to church. Yep. Everybody if just needs to go If about, everybody yeah. goes to church, guess what? They're not going to come try to shut them all down. And I'll say, you know, uh, our little church here has been meeting for a full year. You know, there was a, a, a few weeks off at the beginning when they said, you know, no meeting, two weeks to slow the spread, whatever. And they, and then the pastor said, all right, we're meeting again. And, hey, do you guys want to wear masks? No? Okay, we're not wearing masks. And, they're, you know, no masks, meeting every week for the last year. And we have not been bothered uh, by police at all. And I really don't think the sheriff's department would do it. Now, if Kate Brown got wind of it, would she send a state trooper out? Probably. But 
let's not forget John MacArthur was the one who it took him a while, but I think what was it, August, July or August, that he came walking into Grace Life Church and told him, Hey, we're not we're not shutting this down again. So Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the end, that's the final word on it. Well, they're going to send people out to arrest you. They're saying it's illegal. I've never done a prison ministry, and it might be interesting to try that. Now, now might be the time. <laughs> That's yeah. the right attitude. Just do it anyway. This, just yeah. do it anyway. Go live your life anyway. The mask, the, the all the stuff. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not anti. I am anti masks. I think it's so dumb. But I've I've, I've worn it. I, I have worn it. I know that's something that you kind of take pride in not having to do. But I've, I'm around. I have to wear it for work. You know, it's tough. But you can still live your life normally. Just you know, yeah. do your best and live there as normally as possible. There are so many people out there who haven't left at all, as we've talked about on this show. They've been kind of locked away in their houses, not even aware that other people are living normal lives out there. So I I do have a, a mask free report. Okay. Because because I had fallen into like putting it on to go in a store. Yep. You know that's what I was doing. Um. I, so, I I think I talked about it on the show. Went into a golf course pro shop, no problem. Yep, 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 yep. You talked about it. Yeah. So then uh, went into a Safeway, mm-hmm. and this is when I'm like, oh, they're gonna be all over me. So went in with my daughter. Neither of us wearing a mask. The older daughter, and. Uh, Saw five or six employees. None of them said anything. And then I'm waiting in line at the checkout stand and chickened out and put a mask on, like to go through the <laughs> checkout. <laughs> there, there was some lady. I think she was like griping to, to the checker. Of, of, like I thought everyone had to wear masks. You know, I'm pretty sure so I, I got that. But after the interview on the Corbett report, I I got a uh, invite to a telegram group of of uh, mask support what do what they call them they call them uh the free breathers uh, oh face free su- breathers i i like free breathers i was trying to push face friendly a face, face friendly no business, they but... no they say free breathers and face friendly so they're they're, okay. co- they're pushing face friendly uh businesses and talking about yeah. it so i got added this group and this group's a little interesting they're, they get they get all militant sometimes and they get like eight or 10 people and they all bombard, you know, they all go in maskless at the same time. Woo! So anyway, but it, it's interesting to, that's a whole thing, right? People are doing that. But yeah. within that telegram group, they talk about which uh, grocery stores are, are, are okay, which ones are not. And most of your major chains have been instructed to Ask someone once if that, and then just leave people alone. Your QFCs, your Krogers, all those, they've been instructed Mm. to just leave people alone. Interesting. Yeah. And I think that that is more and more. uh, Walmart had the same policy, and I think we talked about that on the show here. Right. Walmart had the same policy. It was basically they have to ask you to put it on at the door, but then they're told to just leave you alone. Yeah, and that that was my experience, which is still the last time I've been in a Walmart. Right, but to to buy the barbecue, I I went in and they hassled me at the door and then said I could buy a mask at at the check stand or wherever, and I just went in and got my thing and left, and there it wasn't a problem. So I, I never talk about this this dude on the podcast ever, <laughs> and 
And I'm I'm going to hit right now because it's worth it. But my little brother, man, <laughs> he, he went walking into a Walmart. Uh, it was shortly after the election in November. <laughs> they tried to stop him at the door. His whole family, like him and his kids and his wife. And the guy's like, hey, man, you got to put on a mask. And he got and he just he never even broke stride. He just kept walking. And he said, what do you say? He goes, no, no, no. Uh, Trump's out of office. Rona's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> just went shopping. He's like, nobody bothered me after that. He's like, it's all over. Yeah. He's like, Biden got elected. Rona's canceled. And he just kept going. They're like, all right. <laughs> and I well, think I, that's, we need to I, do more of that type of stuff. But it's just tough. You know, the social they're, they're, they're using it's a weird deal, right? Like. In the in the rest of the world, they're beating everybody down, right? You can't yeah. meet, you can't do this, you can't do this, yeah. but you can't beat Americans down because they have guns. <laughs> and then they have this. That like, really this, is the only reason. It's not that they're smarter yeah, they, or more courageous or anything. They just have guns. They have guns, and there's a and there's this illusion that that they have freedom that they continue to live under. So you have to figure out different stuff, and they're using like social pressure, mm-hmm. and. You know, I it's funny. I will fall to like some social pressure. It's like, yeah, I'll do that. I just don't want somebody to bother me. It's fine. But then it's like, then it becomes a very definite no. It's like, hey, how about you just stick this experimental vaccine in your arm for your kids? Like, no. What about the social pressure? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, you you have to correct because I am a very like. I hate conflict. I, yep. I really do. I mean, like, I know this is this is why I got we're we're the opposite in that way. I think that I'm okay with it, and you you are not. No, I I hate conflict. Um, fortunately, my my wife is the same way. So, like, we you know <laughs> we have other ways of dealing with it other than like fully. You have extend, extended periods of silence. Yeah. Extended extended silences. What, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> no, really, you can. What, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how it is in my house. There, there may be one nothing, but there will not be two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, anyway, I mean, you got to get there. But what I found is initially when it the mask mandate first went in, and I would go somewhere that was supposed to have a mask. I was very like, you know, I'm not like afraid, afraid, but like nervous about it and like avoiding eye contact with people or whatever. And you just got to do it. And then you're like, hmm, if you're going to say something to me, go ahead. You know, if <laughs> and 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 the thing is, the uh, the enforcers, for the most part, very cowardly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and the poor, the poor employees, and this is why I, you know, gave in and wore a mask for a while because I felt bad for the employees. Like, kind of caught, they're stuck wearing the mask all day. You know, they don't want to be. And and that's that's where I but, am a lot, man, because that's where I am. I literally have to wear a mask at work. Yeah. So you know, it's it's tough because then it's like, oh, do I want to get in the argument with the cashier or the poor greeter? You know, I, I just uh, it's tough. Yeah. But uh, all right. So I leave Safeway. Okay, sorry. Back to Safeway. Uh, sheriff's deputy, full lights, flying into the parking lot. Then another one. I don't think it was for me. 
But it. I didn't. But I didn't stick around to find out. I just <laughs> got out of there. <laughs> I tailed it up out of there. Yeah. And then okay. uh, a, a smaller grocery store, no issue whatsoever. Didn't yeah. didn't say anything to me. Just and and was actually uh, the checker was friendlier than usual. I'll put it that way. So like said hi and how are you doing and you know. So. I'm starting to get to the point where I don't even notice it. Yeah. No, I'm like other people wearing masks. Like if the people, if I'm in a store where people aren't wearing masks, I don't even notice. Like, a, like oh. Well, and that, that's the thing. If I were, you know, an employee that was supposed to enforce it, I would just plead ignorance. Oh, I didn't notice they weren't wearing it. They weren't wearing, wearing a mask? Really? Are you serious? Oh, wow. I've, I've, and I've, I've pulled this I've pulled this exact move before. Yeah. So What? They weren't? Are you sure? Is there, is there a reason those people aren't wearing a mask? He's got a thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. HIPAA. Not a lot of masks. <laughs> well, what, what's a medical condition? I'm like, oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Ugh, ugh. Uh, we talked about this. This is a little bit of a break in the. It's not a break at all. It's the same stuff. Uh, we talked about this <laughs> last week, you and me. Uh, but I thought it was worth at least talking about on the show. And I have no, no. I have a. I have a. My spidey senses are tingling on this one. There is no evidence of this, but I sent you a link to a very interesting article. Uh, DMX received COVID vaccine days before his heart attack. Family says no drugs in an exclusive. Interview with MTONews.com and this news source, which I've never trusted or known of before, said that they spoke to a family well, member who told them, what's up? Tim, if you were black, you would be familiar with the news source. With MTO? Yeah. Okay. What That's why we're not allowed in, except oh. in special occasions like this. So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> DMX family told MTO News. DMX got the vaccine when they opened it up to people over 50. He got it so that he could travel and perform and stuff like that. New York State opened up the COVID-19 vaccinations for people over the age of 50 in mid-March. Family uh, members suspect that DMX heart attack could have been a reaction to the vaccine. The family member explained everyone in the news keeps saying that DMX had a drug overdose. How do they know? I'm in the family and no doctor told me anything about an overdose. So... Mm. Yeah, I found so, I just had a, a weird and I have no proof of this. And it could just be that I'm, you know, spreading lies on the podcast or whatever hearsay. But I, I just had a weird feeling about that one and had to maybe that maybe it needs more research. So you think there was a meeting like, oh, DMX died of the vaccine. What do we? Well, he had a drug problem before, didn't he? Oh, yeah. But it, oh, no, he's been, been a on while. Their, oh, yeah. No, no. He's been on their list for a while he's a fascinating person to kind of look into. He's almost MK ultra that broke his programming two or three years ago. Mm. He's, this has been a, a long, this is the dude who, remember he went to jail for like tax evasion and then came out and was saying the Illuminati was trying to kill him. And then they, they said he was having a mental break. And then they said it was the, the vex or the vaccine. <laughs> they said it was the a drug overdose yeah, he wrote three songs about selling his soul to the devil for for fame. It's yeah, he's a, a case. Yeah, as soon as yeah, it didn't didn't matter what he died of, they were just gonna be like, ah, drugs. This guy's crazy, right? 
he was he became a, a thorn in the side of the establishment and the maybe the powers that even put him you know in the where where he was in the first place uh, later in his life. So it was gonna be they were gonna use that 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 was already pre written before he died. I bet you. Um, we're moving up uh, in the Ripple case. The SEC is on trial and it knows it. Uh, the ripple effect of SEC's botched approach. Cryptocurrency animates the court case against the XRP platform. Some agency chairs find an ambiguous statute hard to resist. They overinterpret their authority to regulate, and Congress too often goes along. The backstop of the excess is the courts, provided that they that the aggrieved have their wherewithal to defend themselves against the gargantuan administrative state. And it just kind of talks about how the SEC is this weird, you know, weapon that can be pointed at other people, but really never investigates anything that's helpful for the people. <laughs> and XRP and the whole thing that's going on with the XRP is kind of a witch hunt. Right. The SEC just goes after a, a two-bit celebrity every couple of years just to let everyone know they're still around. But, you know, 2008 crash... What did they? They got four like foreign bankers like five years later, and that was it. Yeah, and Bernie, Bernie Madoff, who just died. <clears throat> well, that that was a separate deal, but yeah, 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 yep. Um, so from what I can see, the SEC stuff. This there was a, a guy who was working for XRP, left the company, and then went to work for SEC and got. Or some something that some conflicts of interest that could also intensify for Hinman. Uh, now back at his firm, Simon Thatcher, which paid him 1.6 annual pension while he worked at the SEC. Hinman's influence to the determination that either uh, that Ether is not a security keeps the SEC's regulatory pause off the Ethereum, the blockchain platform which Simpson Thatcher supports as a member of the Ethereum Enterprise Alliance. Maybe you are right. Maybe Ripple is a way for Ethereum to be handed out. I'm not up on my crypto game, but I'm learning fast. So, or I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to catch up. How about that? Well, you get, are you going to tell people that they can send us Ripple and Bitcoin now? Is I that... will tell people that. <laughs> um, this is the transition. This, this is, is the transition. I thought you, you queued it up. So good. So like good. We, we've done like three shows, people. Start donating. No, <laughs> that's not true. We've done more than three shows and we're going to keep doing shows. And, uh, you know, I think it's more important than ever with uh, James getting kicked off YouTube. Uh, all the stuff that's been happening with the YouTube and Twitter and people getting purged everywhere. I think podcasts are important. I'm feeling a renewed purpose in what we're doing here. But it uh, it takes a lot of time, takes a lot of effort. And any little bit helps. I think now is an important time to support your your podcast or your media that you choose to do. So we are going to follow in the footsteps of No Agenda and the Value for Value model, Canary Cry Radio, MoFax, you know, and, and James Corbett in a way with his donations as well, which is the Value for Value model. Uh, this means that we will not be reading ads as we had done previously where we were reading Pfizer ads online. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> We will just be uh, supported by you. And uh, after hastily deleting my PayPal account, I came back to it because it really is the only convenient way at this time to send money. But I wanted to let people know if they go to Revelations Radio News backslash support 
and hit the donate button. There's a, it just says send money. And then it has my email address and you can put an amount in there. And then you can also click a little box below that that says make this a monthly donation. So you can do that there uh, with the monies, with the fiats. And then just below that, I got the QR code and a Bitcoin wallet. You can send us Bitcoin. I have a QR code and an XRP wallet. You can send us an XRP. Also, I have a P.O. box coming soon. I actually already paid for it. I just have to show up and claim it with my photo ID. So the post office box will be showing up onto the website here in the next probably week or so. So if you want to go old school, a little less traceable, I guess, uh, in this technological world, you can write a check uh, and I'll put my name in uh, the P.O. box on there. Write it to me, and then I will uh, distribute the funds to Mr. Andrew and whatnot. And speaking of Mr. Andrew, we've had several people write us emails uh, over the last several weeks and uh, wanted to kind of touch base on that. And this is from a gentleman. Let me see here. Uh, Just curious where I can find the book. I've looked all over Amazon, and it said it's out of print. Thank you. And uh, this brought me to a, a kind of a feeling as we begin our uh, donations back up again after doing shows for almost a year now. It, you know, we did take a four or five month break right there where I had the uh, uh, the baby, uh, but we're back in the swing of things. So now as we open the donations and the support, the listener support back up, uh, Andrew still has a bunch of these books and he wrote New World Order and Eugenics Wars in... What year did you write this book? 2011? 2012? No, it was before that. 2008? 2010? It was mainly written in, yeah, like uh, 2009, and then I think the official published was 2010. So everybody that hears that may think to themselves, self, why would I want to read a book about these topics from 10 years ago? Well... Let me tell you, as Gons from uh, Canary Cry Radio said recently on his Twitter feed, where he posted a picture of the back of Andrew Hoffman's book, Christians can see through this uh, big plan that they're trying to lay out, this trap that they're setting for us. And Mr. Hoffman called it all out. He called out vaccines. He called out all this stuff many years ahead of time. And I think that eugenics is what's behind what we're witnessing now. I think that's the only thing that we can point to. Uh, that's happening other than just experimental vaccines with, you know, reckless abandon at best. Um, well, I think, yeah, it <laughs> reckless abandon and the, the profit motive. But isn't it, uh, you know, just convenient that it always goes after reproduction in one way or another? Absolutely. Yeah. That's another thing that hasn't been talked about enough. And that's the ability. It's making blood clots. It's attacking the heart. But what is the effect on the placenta? What is the effect on the human, uh, the women's reproductive uh, stuff? Like where, where, where are we with that? Uh, I didn't put the story in the show notes, but there should be a story in the show, or there should be one in there that I forgot to put in, which was there are a bunch of women on Twitter talking about how their period flow is much heavier after the vaccine, which when you start thinking about blood clots in the body and then a heavier period flow, that is just a weird, weird situation. So we don't yeah. know about the, it's not like they were. Yeah. And they're trying to pass it off 
uh, oh, don't worry about that. That's a normal, you know. Don't worry about that. No, Andrew, to, Andrew, yeah. Andrew, Andrew, don't worry about that. That's <laughs> sudden heavy period syndrome. It's totally normal. Yeah. Some women experience it out of nowhere. Sudden heavy period syndrome. So anyway, um, and like, you know, even the podcast, the name of the podcast, we need, we are the, you know, years and years ago, I built the website. I edit all the audio. I upload it. I take care of the cloud. I do absolutely everything. And I turned to Andrew. I'm like, you have to write the description. He's like, I don't want to. And I'm like, you have to write the description. And he wrote the description. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Hoffman's description of this podcast. This podcast takes a skeptical and sometimes sarcastic look of the mass media, uh, sarcastic view of the mass media and government propaganda news. We sift through alternative, mainstream, and firsthand news sources to try and figure out what is actually happening. We don't find any of the current wars, or many of those in history, to be anything other than more than aggression disguised by blatant war propaganda. We also emphasize health issues, especially the deleterious effects of GMOs, vaccines, prescription drugs, and the rest of the eugenics agenda on our lives and the lives of those around us. Most importantly, we examine how the pseudo-reality we are fed through mass media contradicts the world that is accurately depicted in the Bible. That's it. I mean, they yeah. nailed it. What is that? Ten years ago, this, this, this <laughs> knocking it out of the park, and it's still relevant today. So, if you want to read more about this man and, and what he wrote about, uh, he has a book. And here's the deal: anybody who donates over twenty-five dollars will get a free copy, a, a free copy of the New World Order and the Eugenics Wars by Andrew Hoffman. So, uh, yeah, head on over to uh, Revelations Radio News. Go to the support tab. If you find this podcast it's like the, like, the public the public radio model, what's which is <laughs> you, you donate and you get a you get a free gift. You get a free. <laughs> you donate money and then you get a free gift. It's not that you're buying that thing. You just get a free gift. <laughs> but uh, head over to revelationsradionews.com backslash uh, support, or you just click on the support tab. Go there. You can send money. You can do it snail mail at least later this week. You can send it via PayPal. You can send it via Bitcoin. You can subscribe. Do it all right there. Anything over $25, uh, we'll get a free copy of New World Order Eugenics Wars. We'll shoot you a message and uh, get the full address, and uh, we'll send that out to you. So please and support the show. Please yes, support yes, the show. Sorry. sorry. That's all right. What's up? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you want to read the book um now if you're someone who just likes to sell books online and you're like hey i want to read 50 of your books that request will probably not be granted but if you just <laughs> want to read the book i'm happy to send you a free version if you're not able to donate that's totally fine so just yeah you gotta basically get us a mailing address and i'll i'll get you a book and and for those of you who can afford the $25 in order to get the book, please send that so that we can make up for the people who cannot. Because, hey, that's the that's the value for value model. And sometimes you got to help out those who are in need, who those who may not be able to uh, donate to the show. So we hope that you get some value out of the show. We hope that when you tune in and you listen to the show, that it means something to you. We know that uh, you go out and you go to a movie. Actually, not anymore. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you pay fifteen dollars a month to Netflix. I don't know. Uh, we know that Is you it pay fifteen dollars now. Yeah, wait. I think it's actually seventeen or eighteen. I, oh, I don't know wow. if you looked at it, but they moved it up recently. 
We know that you pay a hundred dollars to cable news. No, you don't. You don't pay it. Hopefully no, not. No. Hopefully not. We know that you pay that in your Apple subscription or your Google Play Store subscription. That's all we're asking for. Just a little bit of money, however much you think it is worth, however much you can afford to give. Please send it our direction. I mean, the man just offered a free book while also in the same podcast admitting he has two cars that are not running correctly. So <laughs> I want everyone to take that in context, realize how humble Andrew is, and please uh, support our show. Any uh, any other any any more thoughts, Mr. Hoffman? Yeah, I you know the the pressure if someone actually subscribes on a monthly donation basis i don't i don't know if i'm ready for that but okay well here's the deal because i feel like this happened last time and i didn't realize that those subscriptions were still on and we stopped doing the show i had to refund all that money back to those people and i promise to do that if that happens again but if the money keeps flowing in it will actually keep us doing the show because you know in this day and age there's always a reason for uh, a little bit of extra money and uh hopefully we're giving value to you guys that you would want to send it our way Hey, I, um, I got nowhere else to be, so you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. This is I have not uh, I have not signed into Facebook in like three weeks now, so this is this my outlet. I, I rant. Tim has to listen to it. Uh, you know, everyone around me gets less of it this way. <laughs> it works out well for everyone. It does, but we could always use the help. So please. Support the show. Two more weird stories, and then we're going to get out of here, unless you got anything else for us. Well, unintentionally, I think we had uh, negative first-person vaccine stories from each um, each manufacturer, other than, like, Sinovac, but that's because we don't read Chinese. Right. Um yeah, there there is no good vaccine maker. That's that's important to get across. Um, just because there's a bad guy doesn't mean the person they're fighting isn't also a bad guy. That's uh, it seems pretty simple, but people kind of get sucked into the well. If they're bad, the other guys must be good. <laughs> um, no, go ahead and do your your other ones. Oh well, was the uh, Sanjay Gupta Wuhan lab thing, one of yours? No, it's not. Did I, did I throw that in there? No, I I did, but it, okay. I it's just something to keep an eye on. This is Adam Curry pointed this out too, and I I agree. Very strange media shift, like without admitting that they're contradicting themselves, but. It's right now. It's only some of them, and no one watches CNN, so probably not many people are seeing it. But they're basically admitting, yes, uh, you know, Trump was right, or the the people we called crazy conspiracy theorists for saying it came from a lab in China. Oh, they're probably they're probably right, but where they're not going is okay. This was made in a lab. I don't really care whether it was released on on purpose. I tend to think it probably was um, or accidental it was made in a lab the part they don't they never get to is it was made in a lab where they're doing gain of function research where they're 
trying to make viruses more contagious among people. And yet we can never have a conversation about ending gain-of-function research. That's just not allowed. There, people don't even know what that is. And it's just, oh, no, you have to wear a mask. You have to get a vaccine. But can can we stop government-funded research of gain-of-function that's causing the, the pandemics in the first place? No. It's like global warming in that way. Yeah. You know, the, the, the five big biggest container ships in the world contribute almost all the CO2, man-made CO2, to the, but there's no talk of stopping them. The, you know, Coca-Cola kills people in uh, Guatemala and dumps, you know, BP and uh, Texaco dump, you know, toxic chemicals into the environment. But, it, you know, you can't drive a, a car that has a bad gas mileage. You can't, you know. We can't ever talk about the big things, the actual companies that are contributing to the 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 environment being uh, polluted and taken down around us. But it's us, you know. You have to drive an electric car, as though that's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where just all the pollution took place on the front end to build the battery, do the mining for the parts of the battery, you know, lithium and everything else. Yeah. Judicial Watch dropped a bombshell. Good news. Uh, <laughs> looks like uh, FDA is looking for freshly aborted baby parts from uh, different dealers. So that is atrocious. Put that in the uh, area of atrocious. But yes. that's the type of stuff. That's the type of stuff we need to do if we're going to be shooting all our drug concoctions into everybody's arms. Get the shots in the arms. Um. So. And it's not connected in the article, but those are the biologics they need the baby parts for among this whole myth that they're just using one aborted baby from like the 1970s. No, not accurate. Interesting. So you think they're using the... the, the oh, absolutely. This is know. a, there's a market for it. They probably um, offshore a lot of it, you know, to China and Korea right. and... Let's, I mean, this, this article is dark. Talks about that they are. Uh, ARB has been the spotlight as the company was under congressional investigation for its longstanding involvement in fetal tissue trafficking. One of the oldest fetal tissue procurement firms, the company makes millions every year harvesting organs, lungs, livers, eyeballs, and brains from aborted babies and reselling them at profit. Emails between FDA officials and ABR employees reveal disturbing conversations as they collaborate to buy and sell aborted fetuses. Records indicate ABR was paid twelve thousand upfront per baby, some survivable out of the womb. Between the yeah, gestational they, they, age, they talk of about like oh, you know, try not to chop them up so much because it's tough to tell if it was a boy or a girl. Um, you know, don't use don't use the type of abortion that that kills them before you stab them to death because then the the body parts aren't as useful it's it's sick man it is satanic you tell me how a doctor could perform an abortion and and not just be turned into a full-on satanist (laughs) you know i was with you till the last minute Do do you think a doctor can perform an abortion and you don't think they can do it without becoming a satanist uh, eventually, uh, like that guy that they they found all the baby parts in his home. You know, oh took, yeah, took I forgot home. about that. That was yeah. so yeah, yeah. That was weird. That dude had he, he like kept them all. 
Yeah, he had no, a that's... bunch. They kept a bunch of fetuses as trophies, or something. that was weird. Ugh, creepy. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We gotta get out of here. Um, so here's the deal. Back to the back to here. Two two stories. One of them, I'm just. It's like not related to anything. We just got to talk about it. Did you see Elon Musk's girlfriend's alien scars tattoo thing? <laughs> no, I, no, only in the folder here. Jennifer Grimes shows off her beautiful alien scars newly inked across her back. Elon Musk's rapper girlfriend Grimes has unfailed her new unique back tattoo. On Sunday, the Oblivion hitmaker, who revealed earlier this year that she wants to help found a human colony on Mars, revealed her new inking, which is described as representing beautiful alien scars. Grime, who's 33, eh? real name Claire Elise Boucher, uh, posted a photo to Instagram of the inking that covers her whole back with delicate waves etched in her skin with the use of white ink, a less common styling for tattoos. <laughs> for good reason. Can- <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible. <laughs> Canadian music uh, musician Grimes revealed her new back tattoo on Sunday and described on an Instagram post as it's representing beautiful alien scars. Uh, don't have a good picture because it hurts too much and I need to sleep. Ha ha. It'll be red for a few weeks, but it's going to be beautiful alien scars. Tattoo was designed by blah, 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 blah. This story just keeps going. How much more can there be about this one thing? Anyway, uh, yeah, Elon Musk is like the 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 reverse like side of, of, of Bill Gates. Like he's, he's a flip side of the same coin. And I hate to say that because I know he's beloved by many out there. But he, he's a flip side to the same coin. He wants to extort as much money as possible from the government and by getting Tesla vehicles on the road. He wants to completely take over automotive industry. His te- his stock, Tesla, is out of control. I mean, it has more money in that company at this point than all the rest of the auto manufacturers combined. And when you look at the road, are there more Teslas out there than any other? No, it's just it's subsidized to the moon. Because guess what? When I talked about earlier in the show is it's all about control. When the car is all electric, you will be in control, under control completely. They will know where you recharge. They will know how much you recharge. They will know everything. And this is this is the direction that he that Elon Musk wittingly well, the, or unwittingly is taking. Don't it. forget Starlink. And of course, is that the, the the chip in the brain? Oh, well, that's Neuralink. So, so the the coup de gras, the cute the coup de gras is uh, Neuralink, where they have put a chip into a chimpanzee, and they give it banana smoothie through a straw if he moves the squares on a screen for playing pong with his mind. Then he gets some banana smoothie through the straw, and now he is actually playing pong with his mind. This is what Elon wants. Elon, wittingly or unwittingly, is taking everybody to a point where we're going to be convinced or coerced into putting chips into our brains. Bill Gates is the front man for a lot of dark stuff. Elon Musk, open your eyes, is also. (laughs) It's just that he is a little more creative, a little more likable, and he smokes weed on Joe Rogan. Like, you know? Like, he just wants to send, you know, the excess population off into outer space rather than just killing us off here. <laughs> it's a valid point. Valid, yeah. valid, valid point. So I just no, wanted but, to point that the, out. Longtime listeners of the show know that there's no love lost between me and Elon. But I, 
you know, I just I just want people to to really kind of just just take note. Just just keep an eye out on the guy. So Starlink though is going to be huge. What is Starlink again? It's his satellite internet, but very very different from Con- control. HughesNet via sat- satellite internet. So you're and I've you know, I know people that have it. You're getting 100 megs down, 12 megs up, so a really solid internet connection, and they can do it anywhere. Not yet, but they will be able to, which this was the limiter to kind of 5G control grid, uh, self-driving cars everywhere. was kind of, well, you got to have the 5G stuff. You got to have the good internet connection which it works in cities not elsewhere his job is to basically make fast internet and the tracking grid that goes with it available everywhere oh well there you go yeah so he, you're saying he's doing a better job than facebook's floating balloons of internet <laughs> as far as i know yes i'm not do you but, remember uh, that? We yeah, covered that story. But that, was that story on the show. They flew Africa, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Yeah. It was Africa. <laughs> Facebook internet balloons. Get out of here. Comes like, comes with Facebook built in. Hey, you know, <laughs> you, you know, no. So we're talking about how Bill Gates is like maligned or beloved, like this this constant thing. You know, Elon Musk is much beloved, but I say maybe keep. Keep an eye out on him. Save Nobody, some maligning for Elon. That's what you're saying. I would like to, but you know, you never see you never see any beloved for old Zuck. Poor Zuck. No. Zuckerberg not beloved by anyone. No, neither is Bill. Who beloves he, Bill Gates? Though? Even his mom. Wait, what? No, uh, <laughs> Bill Gates. Reddit, dude, Reddit. The hive mind of Reddit has, is still absolutely in love with Bill Gates. Are you He's serious? Nice. Oh, he eats ice cream, bro. Like he's he, wears he, he hangs out with, he hangs out with Warren Buffett. He wears cardigans, pastel colored cardigans. Uh, Let me look at your face in a condescending way. Let me look into your eyes and then oh that laugh. Let me oh laugh the laugh. Awkward tone. Yeah. The awkward we, tone. My vaccines. <laughs> Listen, I'm just trying to blot out the sun, hide all the seeds in a vault, own all the farmland. <laughs> Shoot drugs into your G- arms. GMO everything. GMO yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a shirt. Just says GMO everything. Dash Bill Gates. He never says, you know, those those really nasty evil theories online. He never says they're wrong. <laughs> no, they're so titillating. People can I'm click so, on I'm them. So- I'm surprised they're there, but I don't know how many people actually believe this stuff. And I think yeah, but is it true? Is it true, Bill? I think oh. into the future that you know that's something that we're going to have to. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. Challenge accepted. Go to Revelations Radio News backslash support. Help us out. Anyway, last story, and this looked like it came straight from a Tom Clancy novel: extremely dangerous radioactive material stolen in violent truck robbery. Oh, goodness. Okay. The Mexican government warned nine states, including its capital in Mexico City, that a truck carrying radioactive material was violently robbed in the early hours on Sunday. According to a statement released by the Secretariat, hmm, bad translation, Secretary of Security and uh, Citizen Protection, 
A Toyota Helix transporting highly radioactive material was hijacked from Tiloyukian, a city uh, and municipality located in the state of Mexico. Details about the hijacking have been scant so far. What has been made public is that the possible criminal gang hijacked the vehicle carrying Iridium-192. Mexico's National Commission for Nuclear Safety and Safeguards reported the incident in the National Civil Protection Coordination CNNPC, who posted this social media alert. That's what you got to do. Somebody, can, you know, can, that's the first, first thing you do. Can hey, somebody we ask stole the why paper. a Toyota Hilux was carrying Iridium-192? Can, how, I mean, you can ask that question if you want, Andrew. But I think the other more important question would be, who was like, hey, that radioactive material was stolen. Let's post it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, Warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the government warned anyone with direct contact with the source of radioactive material that its effects can be fatal. They also tr- suggested a 30-meter perimeter that should be established around the device in case it is found. Uh, so far, local authorities have yet to voice their concern about the probabilities that the dangerous material could fall into criminal gang hands where they could attach it to explosives and produce a dirty bomb. But this all took place in Mexico, so that was just implied. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, <laughs> so, yeah, store, store this one away for later. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. It's all, like I said, it's almost like, a, like, it's, like it's straight out of a Tom Clancy novel. It's still not clear which bad actors obtain the radioactive material and what their intentions could be. The question we have is if the criminals specifically target the vehicle carrying the radioactive material or if they're just the unluckiest people to ever hijack a Toyota Helix. Oh, what? Okay. With the the location of the radioactive material unknown and the Mexico-U.S. border in crisis and flooded with immigrants, this could pose a severe problem to the U.S. Over the years, there's been a handful of carjackers who have stumbled upon radioactive material one in 2011, when a car thief stole Iridium-192, and another in 2013, when carjackers stole Cobalt-60. Still, the Mexican government haven't, hasn't learned its lesson in securing radioactive material. Yeah, put that one in your memory banks, because I've, I'm betting that one's coming back. I, gotta, every, yeah, everything's on the table. Either... I mean, it's possible that this did not happen at all, and it's a fake story put out for another reason. It's possible that it happened, and, you know, it was kind of an inside job to have plausible deniability when something (laughs) goes right. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but that is a good story to be brought in. You want one more uh, uh, magic number tidbit? To end us? Sure, sure. I'm having a hard time leaving without talking about Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyer asked for trial delay to review highly confidential picks. Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers have asked a judge to delay the start of her trial in light of the new indictment against her, citing in part the need to look over thousands of highly confidential picks. 2,100 are among the hundreds of thousands of pieces of evidence the accused madam and her attorneys must check over before she goes to trial. Much of the evidence was already handed over to the prosecutors and must be reviewed as a result of the new sex trafficking charges against the former British socialite. Maxwell's trial is currently set to begin July 12th. Her lawyers said we cannot adequately prepare for trial without containing charges and substantiated. 
We've tried to use an FBI-supplied laptop and hard drive to review the approximately 2,100 highly confidential photographs. Because of technical issues with the laptop, we've still not completed the review. What? (laughs) Those laptops are so hard to use. (laughs) You know, laptops that can't produce images. (laughs) The judge has ruled uh, yet to rule on the postponement. So we're just going to keep postponing this thing. That sounds good. All right, that'll be in the show notes first, ladies and gentlemen. And you were saying, my apologies. All right, so the the book I'm reading, Bitten, Secret History of Lyme Disease and Biological Weapons, Chapter 6, The Introduction, Cuba, 1962. On a most discreet, strictly need-to-know basis, defense is to submit a plan by 2 February on what it can do to put a majority of workers out of action unable to work in the cane fields and sugar mills for a significant period for the remainder of the harvest. It is suggested that such planning consider non-lethal BW, meaning biological weapons, insect-borne. Task 33, Cuba Project, in top-secret memorandum, Brigadier General Lansdale, January 19, 1962. So there you go. Task 33 involved dropping... Boxes of ticks, which were stuffed full of uh, biological weapons, and then dumping boxes of them out over Cuba in an attempt to uh, debilitate the workers in the fields. Wow. And what, what, you know, whether any of that happened or not, I'm not sure, but the uh, black ops guy who dumped the box had a kid almost die from tick-borne illness like you know within within weeks basically after he got back home and they asked his supervisor about it and he said i can't tell you what, what was going on but i would burn every article of clothing from what you wore to cuba so cool that's yeah. uh that's interesting so you think you think it's a the Lyme disease is a is a parasit- well, parasitic illness. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to get, to get into the whole thing um, today, but yeah, <laughs> like this this is what our government was doing in 1962. So it hasn't gotten nicer since then. But no, then. now we're 50 years later, and everybody thinks that the that they're out for our best interest. That's why they're putting millions of dollars into campaigns to promote vaccines from private companies and drug manufacturers. Ah. All right. right. Words of wisdom. Hit me. No, that was the, the substitute. You know, we, we did some words of wisdom earlier. Um, that's, that's all I got. That's all you got. Well, thank you guys. Contact the affiliates. But yeah, thank you guys for for listening to the show. Please support us at Revelations Radio News backslash support. Send us your articles. Send us information too. Uh, if you become a producer of this podcast, that means you send us information. Send us your time, talent, or treasure. Whatever you can do to help us out, please send it over our way. Uh, we hope everybody out there has a great week. And uh, just one little tip from Tim. Tip tips from Tim. Andrew Hoffman's words Tim. of wisdom. Oh, I like it. I like it. A- Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom and tips from Tim. Tip from Tim. Not as many people are getting it as you think. And there are a 
huge amount of people, I think the majority, who aren't going to get it. And even if they do, there's an even bigger amount of majority of people who just want to get back to normal and can see through this baloney. The end. Please remember that when you're going about your days. God is still in heaven and there is going to be justice someday. So that's it. That's all I got. I, I, the only thing I can add to that is there will be no more normal if we don't, if we don't, uh, do it ourselves. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Until then, we'll uh, fight the the smallest of the of the big podcasts that are fighting against it, that are powered by listeners and are just standing up to 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 the tyranny. You know, that was that's one of the things that's kind of been strong in my uh, thought process with this whole deal. And uh, it just we I, I you know there was a point where I was like do we keep going is this is this it is this the end of the show and uh you know it says it's a, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said the only thing that evil needs to do is for for guys to shut up is that pretty much it right <laughs> uh all that evil needs to flourish is for good men to do nothing absolutely that the quote? Yeah. that's the quote and I think that's uh that's where we are so we're going to keep doing the show. Chris White was recommending uh, Gulag Archipelago. So <sighs> I, I ordered it. That's next. On Dude, can we talk about the pro? Okay. So now you've, I wanted to end the show, but now we're on to this. <laughs> I downloaded the wrong book. I used my Audible credit for this month. 25-hour book. And I downloaded the wrong one. I went, and Chris White recommended the Gulag Archipelago, of course, by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yep. But I downloaded the Gulag Archipelago, 1918 to 1956, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And apparently, according to Chris, in a Twitter uh, post, I was supposed to download Gulag Archipelago, Volume 1. Well, I may have made the same mistake, because I'm like, well, I don't want to just I don't want to just get part one if I can get all of it together. Yeah, Let's you got the 1918 to 1956, didn't you? Let me check. Yes, 1918 <laughs> to 56. Doggone it. <laughs> Chris, if you're listening to this show, I know you. <laughs> he, put the, he put the stinking title in there. I mean, I the know. cover. I knew it wasn't the same one, but I thought it was included in it. Well, my ADD got me, man. I didn't even know it wasn't the same one. I just downloaded it. I was like, oh, whatever. Okay, it's not, if it's that important. All right, Chris, if you could explain to us what the difference is, that would be awesome. Just a couple of uh, lowly podcasters out here trying to make it in the world. <laughs> Hope that uh, everybody out there has a good week. Uh, don't download the wrong 20-hour book. And, when, uh, when before is, we talk to you next time. When is Chris White coming on our podcast? Uh, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim, or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com, and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say-
Oh, and I didn't play this clip. I meant I to play this clip. I have the videos, too, of exactly yeah. what I said. So, there were yeah. some people, uh, I mean, I thought it was fairly obvious, but, oh, no, there's people who are like, no, that can't be true. Like, they wouldn't pay Instagram influencers to get the vaccine and talk about it on social media. Like, $32 billion are at stake. You have any idea how much money they will pay in advertising to yeah. anyone? Looking to debate or anything, but I've just seen obviously the vaccine tab and teach their own. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine to each your own. But I did just want to make a little note that I've received two vaccine campaigns paying thousands of dollars to go and get a vaccine or go and get the vaccine and record it and take a selfie while getting the vaccine. Just going to throw that out there. That's intense, man. That's yeah, intense. so That's... pay paying the Instagram influencers. So, uh, you know, when you see that post online of someone with the vaccine selfie and back pro vaccine post, um, maybe ask them if it was paid for. <laughs> paid for by Evil Corp. Oh, and we didn't play the Amazon Care. I didn't play my own clip. Oh, uh, well, we'll have to do a show again next week. All right.